Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited today for this uh, this podcast. I was thinking through about um, uh, really where the devil. The scripture says that we're not ignorant of his devices. Talking about talking about Satan, he he does the same things. The lies, um, you know, may have a different context, but it's the same tricks that he works on. And so I want to go over what I see as the top four. Um, uh, areas where the devil comes to uh, get us off track in the things of God. So I believe this will help you because from here until when we go to see Jesus, the devil works on the same stuff. So you can begin to see what is coming from God and what's coming from the devil. So much, I believe people just, the devil wants to stay invisible. So he just puts it down to a normal part of life. Like we're going to talk about discouragement. The devil comes to discourage. Oh, discouragement. You know, sometimes we all get discouraged where where you don't have to accept. You know, that's like saying, you know, we all get sick from time to time. Sickness is is a messenger of Satan. And so you don't have to accept it as a child of God. We've overcome through the blood of Jesus. It makes it that, that, that God on the inside of us makes it that we can overcome these things. So we're going to talk about the devil's devices. I don't know what we'll end up calling this one, but um, the, devil, the devil's uh, top four. All right. So number one, uh, and, and these are reasons why people stop serving the Lord, why people don't accomplish what God's called them to do. You know, every demon that's assigned to a person's life has the number one goal of getting that person to hell. And then after that, their job is to oppress and to hinder their progress. So God has a glorious plan for all of us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us a hope in the future, yeah, plans to for us to live a long time with long life while I satisfy you. God has all these plans for us. The demons are there to um, assigned to take us off track. If he can't get us to hell, it's to stop us from fulfilling God's call for our life. And so when you see these and you realize these are demonically inspired, they're, they're works of Satan there to, to, to take me off course, you can know where they're coming from and what you're supposed to do with them. Number one reason people get off track. Number one uh, device of the devil, offense. This is really the biggest one, and I'm starting with this one because I see it so often around the church where people come and for whatever reason, you know, it, it could be that you have somebody who's a little bit out of the box, you know, a little bit of a, you know, people are different. You have people who range in demeanors and, and personalities. And so someone shows off what they would say is their true personality. And then maybe it's a little bit much for people or, you know, someone, what, whatever the case is, but people, people take that rejection from people at the church as they're rejecting me, not realizing that people can be used by the devil. There's good people who can react a certain way, who can, um, uh, uh, out of good intentions in their heart, but can 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 treat someone a certain way. There's there's people who can say something because they're you know you see people who get in a relationship. So this is a, a good example: people who get in a relationship and then leadership says, "Ah, I don't know about that." And then the person, man, no, I'm in love with this person. And then they take offense. Well, if they're not going to approve of me, then I'm just going to go. And you see people leave the church because they got a boyfriend or a girlfriend that that leadership didn't approve of. And then they're and then they go and they leave. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 13 to to remember them that have ru- the rule over you, obey them that have the rule over you. People don't understand authority in this day and age. That God puts pastors. And, and ministers in your life as a spiritual authority that you should listen to their advice. You know, unless they're living in, in, in sin and their life is a mess, you know, those are people you shouldn't follow. The, the Bible in the book of 
First Timothy, Second Timothy gives gives the requirements of what overseers or pastors should li- like how they should live their lives, the requirements to be in leadership in the church. But other than that, it's a safeguarding. It's like obeying your parents. You know, you may not fully agree with your parents, but when you're under eighteen, you should obey your parents because there's a blessing for obedience to your parents. So number one is offense. So when when the opportunity presents itself, don't take it. Decide in advance. You'll never let yourself be offended from someone in the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what leader comes to you and says what. You know, if a great man of God came and and you know said, "I heard that I heard that Ryan preach, and he just doesn't have it." You know, he thinks he's going to be. You know, I I would take that and I would say, maybe I'd be a little. <laughs> discouraged, you know, that someone would say that. I've never heard someone say that, but if someone said that, but I know that I don't answer to that person. I answer to God for what he's called me to do. So people may think I'm a terrible preacher, but God told me to preach. So I'm going to keep preaching until I get better. And even if I don't get better, I'll try my best and I'm going to keep preaching, right? You don't let yourself take offense. Offense will take you out of the will of God. So that's number one. So let's move on. Number two, discouragement. Discouragement and burdens. Discouragement is not from the Lord. I heard a quote that said, uh, God doesn't mind failure, but what he doesn't want is discouragement. People get discouraged when, you know, and obviously failure, you don't want to continue in failure, but you can make mistakes and repent, but to stay discouraged. So you fight against discouragement. The Bible says, encourage yourself in the Lord. The Lord doesn't want you carrying burdens around. Any burden you're carrying today, choose just to release it. You have a God who loves you who's for you. He's with you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to take care of you. If you suffered a loss, what looks like a loss or what is a loss, pick yourself back up. There's always moving forward. The only true uh, failure is only permanent if you give up. Every success story has failures built into it. Failure is the stepping stone to success. So let this be a stepping stone. Keep moving forward. Number two, discouragement. Number three, distractions. This is a big one in our day and age. What, distractions come. You, you could even look at your life and say, what are distractions? You have, to take, um, you have to take inventory. What are distractions that are heading my way? What is something that potentially has, a, uh, uh, potentially has an opportunity to distract me? Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's the wrong relationship. The Lord knows the timing. Some people just have this idea of, of, of you know, just love the idea of being in a relationship. Some, some of you just need to wait. I was 30 when I got married and I didn't, I wasn't in a lot of relationships. I was 30. I waited. Why? Because I, you know, for me, it was always been Lord. I'm on earth not to be married. I'm on earth to do what you've called me to do. Marriage. I know this sounds crazy because we talk about marriage and marriage is awesome, but marriage is secondary. The purpose of our marriage is to do the will of God. So if, if the purpose of my life before marriage was not to do the will of God, the purpose of my life in marriage wouldn't be to do the will of God. So you have to get that right. My life on earth is to do God's will. You know, when I was single, I said, Lord, whether or not I get married, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do your will for my life. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm married. Krista, Krista's part of the reason that, and thankfully I found someone who's not a distraction. She's not trying to, you know, let's just go make a bunch of money and do, do whatever we want. We're here to do the will of God. But the purpose of life is not to be married. The purpose of life is to do God's will. Fruitful service. So what are the distractions? Pleasure, entertainment. It's good. It's, entertainment can be good in small doses. 
but people live to be entertained. That's the attitude of, of people. That's why people love the socialist idea that, you know, we can just have money coming in and we can just relax. You know, there's people when this quarantine came that were like excited. I'm going to have a chance to play video games for 10 hours a day for a week. And there was a time in my life where that sounded exciting. But I'm here to do the will of God. Nothing will compare to eternity. So I'm trying to squeeze all I can out of this life, not in experiences, not in going and seeing different countries. And yeah, travel's great, but I want to travel to preach the gospel. So has it become a distraction? You know, people say, especially around church, if you've been around church a long time, man, I just want to have a normal life. I was talking to my wife about this the other day, and she was talking about Disney. She grew up loving, you know, she still loves Disney, but around Disney. And and I've heard this from multiple people. Like, you know, I had this kind of upbringing, and I want my kids to experience the same thing, and I kind of just want them to have a normal life. And, uh, you know, because you get this feeling like you're taking your kids to church too much. I haven't had that. I mean, my son's eight months old. But you hear that from parents and you hear that from people. Like, I want them to have a normal life. What do you mean a normal life? You know, if people, if the world could truly see what's happening, if all, if all deception was removed, a normal life would be serving Jesus, would be winning souls, because that's all that's going to count. We're going to look back and be like, how, how are we ever distracted by anything out to, to make us not win souls? That's the only thing that counted was doing God's will. If, you, if all spiritual blindness lifted, everyone would serve Jesus, would be in church, would be in church, would be worshiping, would be winning souls, would be laying hands on the sick. They'd be doing the New Testament program. That's a normal life, not going camping. A normal life, if you could see 100% clearly, is winning souls, the whole family. So people are like, oh, I just want to have a normal life. Anything outside of the New Testament program is deception. Normal life. I'm living the normal life. I serve God with my whole heart. Nothing else matters. <laughs> so distractions. And then number four, deception. You know, deception comes in many forms, but a lot of times it's wrong doctrine. You know, I've heard it said, you can come back from a moral failure, but one of the hardest things to come back from is wrong doctrine. 1 Timothy 4 talks about being careful. Be careful, because wrong doctrine will come. Teachers will come. The Spirit spe- 1 Timothy 4, 1, the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. If you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you should be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto you have ordained. So be, beware of false doctrines. People get over into these into errors. You have to guard your heart. You know, false doctrines usually are, are, are prideful. So keep an eye out for false doctrines. And then keep an eye out for unbelief. And I'm going to kind of wrap up with this and then talk about the key to overcoming these things. You know, people have this idea of like, oh, I'm just, I just want to be real. 
to thine own self be true. That's not something I live by. I'm true to God. I'm not true to myself. I'm true to God. I don't need to be true to myself. True to what? My flesh? My fallen nature? True to what? No, true to the word of God. Life becomes more simple when you're just true to God. Wrong doctrine. People want to, people want to, um, oh, I'm just being real. But you know that people will settle down and accept unbelief and discouragement in their life in the name of I'm just being real. You know, I'm just going to be real with you. You know, I just, I don't know about all this stuff about God providing for me. You're in full unbelief. And you're settled down and you're, and you're building your tent here. You're building your log cabin in the land of unbelief. You, you fight the good fight of faith. You press forward in faith. If, you, if you've gotten to the place where you're okay with just like, well, I don't know if I believe that, and not mixing faith in there, that's a problem. Uproot your stakes. Un, uh, pull up your stakes and move into the land of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight to believe. Fight to believe. God wants you living in faith. I'm being real with you. You know, I'm just being real. So am I. I don't know how to be any more real. I'm sitting here. I'm here. I'm a real person. I'm here. Saying you're being real is, is just saying, I'm choosing to believe the devil, not I'm being real. So people get into this stuff where it's like they, they almost, they, the devil, this is what the devil tries to do. He tries to get you to focus on the bad things around you. So you know, people come to church and then they're like focusing on the bad things. Well, you know, it's like they make us work and they volunteer. And then, you know, some of these people are hypocrites. Uh, of course, some of these people are hypocrites. Go out in public and go in a restaurant. And if you could know those people, some of these people are fornicators. So what? People, people mess up. So the devil wants you to fixate on what's bad about you. He would love to get you out of the will of God, focusing on this one leader who wasn't good to you. This one person who, who said something about you. He'll get you to focus on that and he'll take you out. Choose that Jesus is your reward. And you know what's your key to all of this is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you in all of these areas. Lord, Lord, let me just stick with, with the gospel truth and not all these extra special revelations. Lord, any area of my life, any doctrine that I've got wrong, any thinking patterns I've got wrong, Lord, please correct me. I just want to please you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Holy Spirit... Show me where I've taken an offense. Show me any roots of bitterness. Lord, dig them out. I forgive everybody. Holy Spirit, help me. The Holy Spirit's your key to victory, key to overcoming. We're not ignorant of the devil's devices, but God gives us the Holy Spirit, our helper, and the word of God, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Father, I thank you for your goodness, how you've helped us. Lord, I thank you that you protect the minds and hearts of people listening. Lord, that this would be a year and a week of great increase this week, Lord, but a year of really coming into the, the knowledge of you and growing in the things of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, God bless you. If these podcasts have helped you, please share them on your social media. You can take a screenshot and then put it in your story. And that would be awesome. We love you. We'll see you next time.